and welcome to another episode of Rift Reaction, the show where we react to rifts between people and relationships. <laughs> oh, uh, did you hear about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson? I did not. There's a rift that has led them to dissolve their relationship, Emily. What do you I'm think? I'm lucky. Yeah. I have no context for this. We've, I do not know these people. Sorry to these people. We decided that we wanted to pivot the show, uh, but we didn't want to change the name. So we will be <laughs> reacting to different types of riffs than we normally react to here on the show. Uh, no, we will talk about League of Legends this week, uh, I guess. Anyway, the big news is that obviously we are headed into playoffs in Let's both go. LEC and LCS. And wait, what, what? where are we at on the LPL and LCK schedule? LCK so LPL wrapped, right? started last night. So as of when this airs, there will have been two series that will have already been played because as you know, LPL playoff bracket is massive, has 10 teams out of a 17 team league. Um, and they're not even to the double elimination point. So yes. LCK playoffs begin uh, in a day, I believe. Yes, because they um, just wrapped as well. So we're yeah, all so, we're all kind of getting into playoffs. And that by, so in a day, by the time this episode airs again, they will have already played Live Sandbox versus DRX. Boom. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. It is. I we're love playoffs. All, playoffs is such, it's such a good time. Uh, how was I don't want to s spoil your your reaction shot, but how was the pool party for you? Oh my god, this weekend was so fun! Actually, I feel like I have never seen you wear color on the broadcast, and uh, <laughs> like that was my the biggest moment for me was whenever the analysts turned on, and I was like, wow, this is just not the normal Emily Rand fit. I also never wear my hair down, so yes. people were very confused. Yeah, it was, I heard uh, I heard Twitch chat was very confused. Yes. Twitch, there was everybody looked wildly different. Uh, Mark had a fake tan. His on. great fake tan. Yes. Um, a shout out to Chelsea, who was the makeup artist that did that for him. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was a really good time. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the pool party event at LCS. And I I was thinking about this last night. We were talking about it on on another show that I do, and I kind of realized that we I don't know if LCS gets enough credit for having tailgates because this is something. There's nothing like this elsewhere. Like Rigby was on and he was like, yeah, this is such a cool thing that like LCK doesn't do. Mm -hmm. Like we just have these this kind of cool, fun thing. And obviously, I mean, to my understanding, tailgating is a bit of an American culture mm -hmm. type yeah. thing. So it makes sense that we would have it. But it, it does allow for kind of some cool stuff that you can do at the LCS that, that maybe the other leagues don't have. So Yeah, I think it also helps that at the very least um, LCS is in Santa Monica and like there is the parking lot where you can do it. Like I know LEC is in Adlersoft, which is like, I mean, you've been there. It's the middle it's of not, nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's like. Uh, I'll say it. Uh, so you you would have to like basically make a special, you have to make a special trip to go to LEC. And it's cool when you go inside, um, there's like kind of the big barren and you can kind of mill around, uh, get food, drinks, stuff like that. But uh, it's definitely not the same. Um, I know LCK and LPL, they have teams do like fan meets and fan clubs will do not necessarily tailgating, but they'll have like tables and signs and fan merch and that kind of thing. So it is a very uniquely American thing. Yes. Very random tangent, but because just because I want to talk about this, did you know that... So for, for those that don't know, there used to be a Chrysler dealership across the street from the LCS. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's that video where LCS want, lost the bet on like the Diphoria or whatever, and they all had to do like the wacky car salesman type thing. And you yep. can see in that 
like the used car dealership or the Chrysler dealership. It got torn down and they're building this massive, massive thing that's going to be apartments and Riot actually rented out all the office space because there's going to be office space. And then the bottom floor is going to be restaurants and retail. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really cool. So what's neat is that you're right that LCS Studios is in like West LA Santa Monica area right now, but it's kind of in an area where there's not too many... There's not a lot of things in walking distance if you want to get food or something. This is going to, I feel like, have a ton of really cool stuff where hopefully this opens up for the start of next year. And after the games, like fans or, or myself, you, whoever else, can go grab like dinner over there yeah. or do some cool stuff. So actually, it's going to be kind of cool. It feels more like the LCK area if you've, if for those that have yep. been there. Yeah. yeah. So either way, random tangent here at the start of the show, but that's okay. Well, as we get into the LCS and LEC section, we had a, a whole Q&A with all of you last week, which was what teams won't make LCS and LEC playoffs. We now know mm -hmm. what teams won't make LCS and LEC playoffs. So now we're going to grade your homework to see how well you all <laughs> did. Emily Rand, how did everybody do? Um, so I think uh, Chapter got Dig IMT right. I think most people for LCS said Dignitas. And then it was actually overwhelmingly Golden Guardians. Well, I People see a lot of TSMs too. Ooh, definitely I near the, the top. TSMs. Yeah, there's been several TSM GGs. Oh, yeah, TSM and Dig. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, there were also a surprising amount of people. And this tells me that maybe we don't have as many Fnatic fans as I thought. There's a surprising amount of people that were saying that Fnatic were going to drop out of LEC playoffs, which I don't think is a wild assumption based on how they had been playing. However, um, I also think that usually Fnatic fans tend to be like, no, they'll make it. They'll, you know, they'll they'll pull it out, etc. So that kind of surprised me. Um, the chapter here did surprisingly well. Yeah. LCS, Dig, IMT, LEC, BDS, Vitality, SK, Astralis. Uh, one of the few people that predicted Vitality. Yep. And uh, uh, is that our springboard into yeah. going into the LEC Maybe, maybe. I think, I think, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else we want to shout out who did pretty decent. But yeah, there were a lot of uh, Golden Guardians. Chris says, Golden Guardians, Immortals, TSM, Dignitas. Chris, unfortunately, not aware that eight teams make it in. <laughs> so you only eliminate two. Uh, but a decent, yeah, they're, okay, as we as we go down, there's a decent amount of people that said IMT Dig. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, not too many Vitalities, though. So yeah. let's as you said, springboard into the spiciest news out of maybe either league this past week, which is Vitality not making it. Didn't I yeah. ask you last week, are Vitality was, in danger? And I was like, oh man, they're doing so much better, like mid, mid towards the end of season. Like we were like, we're not gonna, you know, come on and shit on Vitality because they're looking better. Um, and I feel like whenever we talked about them, it was negative. So we were like, okay, we're going to say something positive. And then <laughs> if you remember, Travis, people were, let's just say, memeing them a bit in spring because they basically did the bare minimum to make it into playoffs, right? They right. lost two games. They won one. That barely qualified them for playoffs. Everyone was memeing them because they're supposed to be the super team, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to spring. Going into last week, I believe it was Alfari who was on... Uh, Euphoria podcast came on, said they were in a really great spot. Um, you know, the whole team was like, yeah, you know, we're going to make it, all this other stuff. <laughs> they had been coming off of a week where they went one and one. They beat BDS. They lost to Astralis. 
all they had to do. What was it? Five games or something? Four or five games? They just needed to win one? So, yeah, they needed to win one of five games starting in week seven, right? So, like, they started off on August 5th. They beat BDS. Then they went on a four-game losing streak and then lost the tiebreaker to Excel to get eliminated for playoffs. The most graceless exit. Win one of any five games challenge, <laughs> impossible. Like, it's, it's, it's actually so wild. It's even, like, because we, um, like, off camera, obviously, we were paying attention to the tiebreaker a bit as the day started. And, like, even compositionally, I was so surprised that they lost that last game to Excel. Um, they had this kind of epic collapse in the SK game, um, which kind of kicked everything off. That was on Friday. And it's just now they are just back to being like the biggest punching bag. Like everyone thinks mo or most people I will say think that this is just hilarious. Yeah. I know young I don't know if you saw Young Bucks thing yes. where he came out and was like, one of the players uh was saying maybe you should focus on qualifying for playoffs and like, yep, we did, because Excel was the team that beat Vitality to make it in. So I <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything in the west that has ever felt this like this much of a flop uh and it's hard to think of too many i mean team liquid in 2020 was a pretty spring 2020 was a pretty big flop but there wasn't like they they missed worlds or anything like it, it's just it's fa it's hard to think of too many times where like uh, a team had this much hype and then just failed so miserably yeah in the west uh it's just wild. So, and then, you know what's fascinating is, you said it, a lot of people are finding it funny. It is surprising to me how much, like, schadenfreude there is mm -hmm. involved with this team. I feel like it's just because of Alfari and Perk's egos, but I don't know. I, I feel a little bad. I feel a little bit bad for the Vitality organization because for years they've been trying to build super teams, and mm -hmm. then they finally did, and then, like, this happens, and... Maybe I shouldn't be because clearly, you know, I think a lot of people would say, okay, you had the components and you still couldn't make it work. So like that's on you guys, but it must feel so bad to finally feel like, okay, we're making the play and then you still yeah. just miss out. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I am also surprised how like gleefully people seem to be dancing on Vitality's grave. Yeah. I guess I didn't I did not expect it to the level it is. Um I I I assume it it's related to personnel fari probably. I also assume some of it is just like a lot of people just like seeing super teams fail. Yeah. Uh, just generally uh, in any region. So Yeah, there's a pretty big anti super team movement right now. I yes. feel like yeah. for a while there wasn't and then I feel like lately people have been more frustrated with the super team stuff. Yeah, like even you, you've seen it after some of um, TL's losses, yes. I think, where people, where they're like my entire Twitter feed will be like, oh yeah, like TL thought they were gonna do so well and blah, 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 and you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think there is definitely a, an anti-super team rhetoric that's yeah. been going on for a little while. No, yeah, very true, very true. So, all right. Rip Vitality. Enjoy your vacation, everybody. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, we have a team that's already qualified for Worlds without playing even a single game of playoffs. Yep. 
Which is G2, baby. Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, yeah. Do we... I, I feel like we we touched on the playoff format, why we don't like it. So I feel like we don't have to rehash that because we talked about it last week. But it is but, funny to see it come into play, right? Yeah. It's not... So it's not as... The seeding isn't as bad as I thought. But yeah, the fact that, that G2 kind of auto-qualify already... Yeah. Doesn't feel great. I'm not saying that I don't think G2 wouldn't have qualified regardless, because I do think they would have. Uh, but yeah. No, but I mean, generally speaking, playoffs is about who's going to make it to Worlds. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you have a team that made it to Worlds without playing any playoffs, you're like, Ugh, that feels kind of strange. In the uh, words of you, anti-hype. Yeah. Yes. It's a little anti-hype. I don't know. Um, I... Yeah, it just feels weird to in like week eight or the final week be like, and they've done it. They've qualified for worlds, but we don't know if they're going to be in last place, even in playoffs. I don't know. It's just weird. Okay. Um, the LEC playoffs are coming up. Yep. So what should fans be excited to see? What are the big matches? Emily Rand. Um. So I think the biggest one for me is going to be Rogue Mad just because of how those t- these two teams have played. Mad's resurgence with Niski in mid lane, who is an LEC MVP candidate for sure. Um, I have made no secret about how much I respect him as a player, how much I really like this Mad team. Um, so I, for me, I'm targeting Rogue Mad. I think G2 Misfits could be really interesting just because Misfits' story is so cool, like the way they've kind of come together um, with these more t- team fighting compositions that kind of facilitate their carries. And uh, I still think G2 will win, but that could be interesting. And then in the losers bracket, I think the thing that everyone will be watching actually is Fnatic XL, just because Fnatic is such a popular team and they... It, you know, it's it's one and done with that uh, yeah. game, right? So one of them will be out. Um, but Rogue Mad is definitely, I think, going to be the the best series. Well, and they've also, they kind of have a Fnatic G2-esque rivalry, right? So yeah, uh, it's kind of fun to see them match up. So either way, very exciting time to be watching the LEC. Uh, the last thing, which is kind of... It's it's always kind of funny because this type of news always hits around this time of year where you're like, yeah. Worlds, wow, League of Legends, esports is so fun. And then you start to hear the stuff. Uh, we already know about one team that's selling in the LEC, but now uh, reporting from LEC Wulu, I believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, Astralis possibly selling their spot, talking to some of the uh, ERL teams and then also even potentially a North American organization, though I don't think it's been reported yet whether that's a North American league or organization or just a general uh, organization in esports. So It'd be funny since Misfits are a North American organization. They're just going back in now. That, yes. That's not actually happening, but no. that would be very funny. Um, I, there's a, a crazy world would be a crazy world would be an Astralis and a North American team swap. Oh, that'd be weird. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, Karma and Corp are actually the favorites, which we talked about before with the Heretics spot. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that they would be the favorites. Uh, I think that there are so many people who want Karma and Corp in the LEC, and there are the LEC wants 
Carmine Corp in the LEC because yes. of how many fans. So like when uh, I was talking to Parth about this actually, uh, just because we were catching up and he made the point that spots value changes basically based on how much you know the league wants a team in or out, which isn't something I'd considered previously. But I know since people have been kind of like, wow, should this happen this much in a franchise league? And it's like, well, if people are treating their spots as a way to make money, yeah, kind of. This is what people were worried about when it came to... Um, I mean, people will complain about how they want relegation. And then they're also like, wow, but this turnover, blah, blah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think relegation sometimes feels better because it feels like competitive based and not monetary based. Because I don't, I don't like it when stuff happens for money reasons. I vastly prefer competitive reasons. I know that makes me an outlier. I should be a more money-driven person. Here, Travis, I mean, I know, really. no. Here's here's a counter argument to that, though, right? Like, do we want TSM to get relegated? Like, they they have been in the league for so long. Maybe some people would say yes because they're not big TSM fans. But, but Cloud Nine or Team Liquid, like, you don't want one of these teams to get relegated be, as a league, as a, as a business. You don't want those teams yeah. to get relegated because, like, they have the long-standing history and presumably they are committed to the league long term. But if you have a team that doesn't feel like they're very committed to the league and they're like just there because they're, you know, they think that it's, but they're like, okay, we don't think this makes sense from a business perspective anymore. Get them out and get somebody who wants to like grow and build a brand. So that's yeah. why I would much rather have attrition via business reasons or money reasons than I would uh, attrition via the, you know, a relegation system. The other argument, because I agree with that, I'm not. Uh, I'm not actually advocating for relegation. I'm just saying it always feels worse when it's not like competitive based. Um, but the other thing is, and the thing I will absolutely stand by that people kind of gloss over when they're thinking is player conditions, right? Like I can say, like for example, you just visited the TL facility today. Yes. Right. The like, anywhere training facility. Thank you. Yes. Um, and like I, I was there for the opening of it. I've talked to Steve both on and off the record about like the impetus for making sure that his players are like very well taken care of right yeah and i i like when i can have an organization that i know is like treating their players well right like they're eating well they have good uh living conditions they have a lot of stuff taken care of for them um especially if players are coming over from either europe or south korea or china now Uh, i think that's actually really important right it's important to me that that players well-being is good and that is one thing that franchising guarantees a little bit more yeah. i think yeah that's true okay so they're selling their spot we don't know who to yet obviously there's some candidates and some in the lead but uh very interesting time and i should say maybe it's the lead into the lcs uh you know it's never nothing has materialized enough that it's made sense for us to make it like a conversation topic on the show but there's been a lot of uh rumors and discussion that there are at least two mm-hmm. north american orgs potentially looking to sell their spots in the LCS as well. Um, and so I I don't know. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to look into it. I can say with confidence because a lot of people whenever they hear this think oh it's probably Golden Guardians for, for whatever reason. Uh, Golden Guardians building a very big facility. Not a very big facility but a decent fa- They're making a decent investment in a custom facility in Los Angeles uh, that I just toured a while ago which does not strike me at all as the move that you're making whenever you're looking to sell. So I don't know, dig immortals 
those are higher on my prediction list, I guess, based off of purely anecdotal stuff. But let's talk about LCS. Uh, last week, we asked you all in our poll if the competition in the LCS is increasing your hopes for their performance at Worlds. The kind of, you know, are you getting your hopes up because you feel like thing, teams are looking better? 60% of you said yes. 40% of you said no. So the majority of you are falling for it again. Once again, you're falling for it. You think that this might be the year. Come on, guys. It's the trap you're falling into. Emily Rand. I mean, it's incredibly difficult for LCS teams, right? Because you have employees two LEC teams an LPL team an LCK team and then all of the uh, and then most of the minor region teams so it's tough like Worlds is the uh, I'm not gonna get into it that's a whole different rant but yeah I I mean I think for me as someone who is part of the LCS broadcast I just want to send three teams that are looking the best they possibly can and see where we go from there. Yeah. I think that's right. Just maybe don't go in being like, oh, this is going to suck. We're going to suck. Maybe don't go in being like, this is the year, everybody. Just go in and see what happens. Live your life. But actually do whatever you want. I'm not trying to tell people how to live their life. (laughs) They should choose their own. But, you know, just chill. All right. We are going into playoffs, and basically, I think the way everybody predicted things would go basically went entirely the way people thought it would go. Uh, Digging Immortals out. Uh, you've got uh, the top three right now are essentially the standings for at the end of playoffs of yep. spring. EG up at the top, Hunter T right behind them, Team Liquid right behind them. Uh, you saw a tiebreaker match between C9 and FlyQuest, which C9 beat out, which feels about where they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the only like major surprise if you went back in time was like obviously CLG in a much better position than folks would have expected but uh, yeah I don't know no no real surprises at the end of the day right no I mean I think um, I am kind of sad for CLG given that I think they were in a winning position in in some of their losses this past week so it probably doesn't feel great to go one two in super week even though they still finish fourth I, I think they're still a really interesting team um but I do think you still have essentially like EG 100 thieves at the top then right below them TL and then in a cluster I mean it makes CLG C9 such an interesting matchup to me yeah. honestly because both of these teams have very I think clear distinct strengths and very clear distinct weaknesses so it's going to be like very prep based and very how much can you change in the time given yeah well and the to your point it's also just a situation of you know it's it's like the question is is clg rising or is c9 falling and that's kind of what i feel like the in my mind what the narrative is going into that series because Obviously, CLG finished ahead of them, but it doesn't really matter if, if you finish ahead of them if you can't beat them in a best of five. Mm-hmm. And so, if CL, in my mind, if CLG can beat C9 in a best of five, that truly means that the balance of power has shifted and like CLG has, in some ways, secured their spot in the like upper echelon of the LCS and C9 should be pretty afraid. Now, obviously, there's a loser's bracket, so things can 
hijinks can occur, at, you know, occur afterwards. But I mean, EG came out of the losers yes. bracket last last week. Yes, so. very true. But I I definitely think that that matchup is is fascinating. Especially, yeah. it's also such a classic. You know what I mean? Like seeing a, a C9 CLG. Play, you know, it's been a while since CLG has been relevant, so it's been fun to sort of see what's going on with them. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, do you, Emily? If you had to make the prediction right now, I know you're not a big prediction person. Oh, I you're hate already, them, you're already. But yeah. If if you were forced to, uh, if people said you could never watch anime again if you didn't make this prediction, so oh you were forced God. to make it, uh, would you predict hundred eg hundred t tl at yeah. Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. I've said this publicly. I think I said it on broadcast even. I was like, I still think the. The favorites to make it to Chicago are absolutely EG, yep. 100 Thieves, and Team Liquid. Speaking of uh, anime, I need to show you before you leave. This will probably already be out on social, but I, I did a clip asking Philip about his favorite yes! anime. Yes, oh my God. Mark, Mark Z pressured me into doing it, so... You can, you can, it's a pretty I, good. I love how video. the community embraced him in a way that's like, because Mark and I have been trying to explain this. I don't know if he's talked to you about this. We've been trying to explain what the anime taste thing is. Like, yeah. because the post match threads are always filled with, like, oh, oh, rent a girlfriend, Philip. Like, but it's like, in a weirdly affectionate way because anime fans call each other's taste shit all the time. And we've yes. been like trying to explain how this works to people who, aren't as online as we are. Yes. yes. Well, regardless, I think it's it's a fun little video. Yeah, so that's great. I'll have to watch everybody, it. Everybody should go check it out. I'm going to tweet it out and then we'll try to figure out a way. It's only 60 seconds. Trying to figure out a good way to, to maybe sneak it onto YouTube as well. A uh, little bit of news here at the end. Ahead of the final week, the Super Week, uh, Golden Guardians announced that they would not be renewing their contract with Danon, uh, who is their GM and has been for a very long time. Came over from Cloud9 and had been at Cloud9 for a long time. So he's one of the longest standing uh, f- dudes in the uh, in the space, I guess it's a good way to put it on the on the team side, and I was very surprised. I I personally like Danon. He's uh, shows up in the Hotline League chat all the time, and I think he's done some good work in the past. But what was fascinating to me is in traditional sports, from my limited understanding, when a lot of unpopular roster moves are made, people blame the GM and are like, "Oh yeah, this GM doesn't know what's going on." In this situation, a bunch of unpopular roster moves were made. People are like, oh, Golden Guardians is a shit show. And then they released their GM, and people are like, now it's even more of a shit show. I can't believe that they uh, are releasing this guy, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wouldn't, under normal circumstances in traditional sports, wouldn't people be like, oh, yeah, this makes sense because there were a lot of unpopular decisions that led to bad results, you know? That's so weird. I must not have seen the reaction because, like, behind the scenes, like, I, again, I know Dana and I. Yeah. Like have no issues with him, but this move made sense and indicated to me that he was the person behind the unpopular right. roster decisions, right? So I didn't see the I didn't see this like backlash. That's so weird yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah, because everyone I knew was just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that's kind of the natural order of right. things. I mean, my theory is that people just want to like complain about and and trash talk Golden Guardians, you know, and so anything they do is going to look. Unless it's something that feels like it's a, a successful moment or like a winning moment, uh, maybe maybe people just want to dog on them right now. But uh, I do, I do think it's interesting, and he's been around. And quite frankly, like uh, he, if he, you know, we don't know obviously in front of the scenes how much role he had, but he did actually help create the Hundred Thieves roster, presumably that has went on to win summer last year, could potentially win summer this year. 
um, so has had some success in the past. So I do think it's worth mentioning in a way that perhaps some of the other orgs saying goodbye to their GMs are maybe less less relevant. All right. Now that we're out of the LEC and LCS news, let's talk about this week's Q&A and poll. So this week we are asking you, what team in any region, major or minor, would you be most excited to see at this year's World Championship? TSM is mine. Uh, I think it would be fascinating to see TSM make oh, it to God. the World Championships. That, that would be a story. Yeah. <laughs> that would be quite the narrative. Yes, uh, so fandom hat on mine's obviously KT for people that don't know or uh, or haven't listened to the show ever or any of your content. Yeah, for uh, years. but then non fandom answer is probably top esports. I'd like to see them have another crack at it. They're a really interesting team to watch. So, um, you know, I- I'd like to see it. And then if Evil Geniuses also makes it, we can finally have the emote spam off of the century between top laner of TES, Wayward, and JoJo Pian. <laughs> Sadamumu versus Thumbs Up. Travis is not of interested in this. all the narratives going into... I think into, only me and Ox are interested in this. Of all the narratives going into Worlds, that one is perhaps <laughs> one of the least interesting ones to me. Shout so. out to Ox, by the way. He lost a bet and had to wear a panda suit all last night during LPL playoffs. Let's talk about this week's poll. <laughs> We want to know from all of you, how surprising is it that Vitality didn't make the playoffs? Surprising. I don't know what a good word is for in between surprising and not surprising. So I just wrote neutral. Is there a word in the English language for something that is neither, that is is somewhere in between? Either way, surprising, you're neutral on it, or you're not surprised at all. That's the poll answers because I... I can't think of a word in between. Yeah, it's like whelmed, how everyone uses like underwhelmed or overwhelmed, but never whelmed. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, that's the poll. Please don't judge me for the language that I chose to use. Okay. What are the LCK and LPL matches of the week? Are any of them featuring your favorite team, Emily Rand? Yeah. So this is a look ahead. I decided to do a look ahead just because obviously I could mention that OMG and FPX played last night. And I think it's a really fun series, actually, if you want to go back and watch it. Um, But I'm looking ahead for both LCK and LPL. As I said, LCK playoffs start tonight as of this recording. So as of the time it's out, one match will have already been played. Um, But I'm going... Hamon Kiev versus KT Rolster. Obviously, I have my heart in this matchup because I am an actual KT fan, but I feel like Tamon are generally a pretty beloved team overall. I feel like a lot of people really um, latched onto them after their uh, world championship win. I think they still have a lot of fans, even though they've been struggling this uh, this split compared to prior um, successes. So that's really interesting. And KT, you know what? I have no hopes for them, but they are fun to watch regardless of how well they're playing. So I find them enjoyable. Um, LPL match of the week, like I said, I did want to mention that OMG FPX has already happened. um, And by the time this is released, uh, BLG um, versus LNG will have already happened as well. Uh, But the match I'm looking ahead to is actually EDG versus FPX. So a little bit of a spoiler that FPX kind of pulled it out in a five game series. I still would recommend you go back and watch, but um, 
EDG FPX is really interesting to me because EDG reigning world champions are currently in, uh, I think, pretty significant danger of not making it back to Worlds based on their play. Uh, LPL has been really competitive. Um, I do think they'll pull out ahead of FPX, but that's an interesting matchup to watch for sure. Yeah. All right. It is time for reaction shots. And uh, here's what I want to say. I want to say at the beginning of this. Oh, my God. I think, what? You, <laughs> I'm reading the notes. I'm not going to say it out loud. You don't the even notes know. For this, I have no idea what words are going to come out of your you mouth right no now. no idea where I'm even going with this, okay? So, I want to say I think the broadcast has been improving. Riot's been making some good stuff. I like the tailgate. You know, there's a lot of cool things. However, however... I, months ago, had a reaction shot on this show where I said, Riot should just rip off LEC Pop Quiz. And Riot didn't listen to my reaction shot because... And I was mad that you, no one remembers Lightning Round. You were mad that nobody remembers Lightning Round. Um, and I don't want to turn this into a Travis vs. Emily thing. I'd rather turn it into a Travis vs. Riot thing. Uh, but... I was like, fine, if Riot will not shamelessly rip off LEC Pop Quiz, I will shamelessly rip off LEC Pop Quiz. So I created LCS Surprise Test, uh, which some people have seemed to very, very, very much enjoy. In fact, quite honestly, it's been the best performing content on my channel since LS got released from C9 as a bit of a metric <laughs> on, on popular moments in the uh, notable moments of this year. And, uh, and so that's been really good. I also did a fun video. Did you see my uh, my money or double it yep. videos? Yeah. Yes. There's that. I think this Philip video is going to be really good. There's just been uh, I've been very I've been very happy because I think honestly seeing surprise test do so well and seeing how well it's been received by people. Even though, again, huge uh, shout out to Shakaras and the other folks over at LEC that make their stuff. I'm not trying to. to act like I'm some sort of creative genius but because I have seen how well people have received that type of content I have felt very inspired to go create more content like it and uh, and I'm just excited to see that this stuff is, is working and people are really enjoying it and so I would say continue to expect some cool stuff like that from me because uh, as much as I enjoy doing the interviews it's obvious to me that people I think are hungering for stuff that's a little bit more dynamic and uh, maybe trying to do that. It's unfortunate because I figured this out right at the end. Like I can't, the players are no longer available because they're yep. all doing, you know, one match a day, but uh, it's, it's felt good to create this stuff. So uh, reaction shot is I'm a God. Anyway, your turn, Emily. I could say I'm a God. Go for it. For thinking of lightning round and also pushing for fun facts, but I'm not going to. Uh, instead, I'm going to shout out my coworkers, both on camera and behind the scenes, because I thought the pool party day in particular was super fun. It's something that I feel like only works if everyone leans into it. And that's why I want to give a special shout out to like, I've made it no secret that I actually really enjoy the people I work with, I feel. Uh, I feel like this isn't the first time I've said that on this podcast or, or elsewhere. Um, but the fact that we had so many people, first of all, on air willing to lean into it super hard and then also 
off air with our producers, making sure that they could set up something where Contracts is going to dunk one of us, um, making sure that poor Cass, who is our makeup artist, is ready, uh, you know, if if Gabby and me get dunked, because obviously that takes a lot more time to like redo for for broadcast, you know, shout out to Raz for being, for leaning into getting dunked. Um, I don't know, I just thought it was really fun being able to interact with the fans in that way was just so cool. Um, I'm a shy person and kind of awkward, but I do actually like interacting with fans. So uh, that always makes me happy. And just, yeah, shout out to everyone on and off camera who made it super fun, because I had a lot of fun. I think very, very well said. Uh, you know, the the thing I will say, Emily, is that it is true that you've said often on the show how much you enjoy working with your colleagues on the broadcast. Gotta say, never on the broadcast have I heard you say how much you enjoy working with your colleague on this show. That's not true, because I've said on broadcast before that Yahoo Esports is the best place I ever worked. Okay, that's fair. And I credited you. No Rift reaction shoutouts to me, though, I think. Uh, no, I've, I've actually been really bad about Rift reaction shoutouts. I think I've only done one this split. I'm terrible. I'm the reason. If we get canceled, I'm the reason. Let's just let it be known, everyone, that much like uh, I'm trying to revive the LCS, I do everything I can to keep the show alive. And uh, that's it. We'll Thank see you all you. next week. You do everything to keep the show alive, too. You, the listeners. Yes, you, Thank the listeners. You. Jonas, our producer. <laughs> uh, Who's shaking his head at us right now on, not, on video Not Riot call. Games, but everybody else. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you all next week.